Today's episode of the Not That Great Podcast can be found with all the other episodes on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and Apple Podcasts. So if you listen to this podcast, and you currently are, then subscribe to the podcast on any of those platforms and follow me on social media. I'm at Not That Great Pod. That's at Not That Great Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. I don't really use the Twitter that much. I need to start using that more. It's 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 funner. I've talked about this before, but I like using that. I think it's simpler, but just don't get around to it. I'm not used to it yet. So, but soon it'll be worth following me there. Instagram, same. Using it a little bit more as time goes on. So anyway, those are my social media platforms. That's where you can find the podcast. So subscribe, leave reviews, all that stuff. Working on some things. Maybe a website in the works also. So check that out. I'll let you know when that happens. Today on the podcast, I've got Ian Lyons, who is going to be the... He requested to be on this episode. This is episode number five. He requested specifically episode number five. Um, and he's a self-proclaimed NBA expert. So with March coming up and, you know, during March, no one gives a shit about the NBA. It's all about college. And uh, we're going to do our own little thing. We'll talk about that uh, later in the episode. But uh, as far as March Madness goes, but I think some of you know what it is. But um, but uh, we're going to do a little NBA catch up and do some uh, maybe early predictions. Still about six weeks left in the NBA season. Um, and we're going to try to break down what's going on now. And we're going to definitely look at the... Uh, reseeding what the matchups would look like if they were reseeded, as has been discussed. Um, and they look way more interesting than divisional or conference-based matchups. But we'll talk about that, talk about the Celtics, talk about the Cavs, talk about lots of stuff basketball-related. So if you like basketball, this is your jam. And Ian J. Lyons is coming up. First Moose is in the house, so let's get going. Make it a double, I can take it another. Get so hard to chase it. Live up to, yeah, it slides away when you're running like my Uncle David, who never lived to escape it. The trouble you were about to cave in. Give up to talking in your basement. We decided. Remember that time then? In the middle All right, on the phone right now for our NBA catch up podcast, I have good buddy. And supposed NBA expert Ian J. Lyons. Ian, first question: Will you be seeing Uncle Drew in the theater? Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt, I already got my tickets. Why? Um, why not, man? It's a great story. Actually, just uh, posted all chapters of the Uncle Drew um, in chronological order in one 23-minute YouTube video on your Facebook, so you can watch it after our conversation has been concluded. Yeah, I'm I'm all set with that. Fine, I'll fuck. I don't want to. Fine, I'll do it. But I'm not going to see the I'm not going to see the movie. No, I don't have to. I'm not going to see the movie. I'll watch the ones you put on the Facebook. For the youth of today, I'm not youth. I'm very old. I'm old and decrepit. I don't need to. You 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 remember the golden age of being a kid and being being um out in the the park having fun with your friends, you know, gaining respect from strangers and such. I I grew up in North I I grew up in North Philadelphia and we weren't allowed to go to the park because it was very. It was very violent. It's just like Will Smith when he went to. What happened? It's really important that you watch this movie. What happened? What happened when? What happened when the Fresh Prince? When the Fresh Prince went to the park, he got beat up. We didn't go to the park. That's just true. That's true. Philadelphia, right there. 
That is true, Philadelphia. Hey, by the way, congratulations again. Uh, oh, thank you. Oh, did the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right. Flap, flap, flap. Let's talk about real basketball things, not just basketball-related things. Uh, and all these questions I'm going to ask you are from you – know, we made that post on Facebook. I had some people ask some questions. I might have added one in here, but I don't remember. Uh, but um, the first question is, is it inevitable – that we will see a Cleveland Warriors finals again? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't really, I mean, these new look Cavs look clearly better than they were before all these trades were made, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Celtics team is too talented of a team. They're going to stretch them out in the conference finals to six or seven games and they, they might go to the finals. I like Indiana a lot. I think they've been overlooked. I think they're within striking distance of the Cavs, and if you give them an inch, they might they might just take that that um, division. I really like Indiana. I think a lot of people have overlooked them. I think they're playing good basketball. I think they have a really athletic front court that can give teams problems. So, and um, the West. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, the West right now is just unbelievable, and as good as the Warriors are, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, 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 I'm saying all of this because I really don't want to see another Cleveland Golden State Finals. Yeah, okay. And I think the NBA has gotten better over the past couple of years, or specific teams rather. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see how things play out. It's definitely going to be an exciting couple months leading into the playoffs. So you say sure. you think the Pacers could overtake because I. The Cavs are only one and two since the since the break, and the break is is way shorter. I guess like that post break record doesn't really matter that much, but because um, it's going to be much shorter than in years past. But they're only one game back in the Central, so um, that's what I'm saying. I think they could catch them. I think they could catch them if if they if they slip up or they show signs of, you know, I don't know. I feel like all those guys are just like they they get there and it's just like this. You know, everybody. Like, oh, what does Brown think of me? Like, what does Brown want me to do? And it's just like this little LeBron James freaking cult that he creates for himself wherever he goes and either you're in or you're out and um that last crop of guys they weren't really sold on him they weren't really drinking the kool-aid so that's why they all got traded so you think this these new guys are kind of younger i mean they're obviously younger but um they are more willing to kind of go along and get along and oh yeah definitely and change their play on the court based on i mean obviously it's it's been well documented that lebron is the GM, the coach, blah, blah. So do you think that manifests in their play on the court on an individual level? Um, I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, because he, I mean, the guy's a basketball savant. I'm not taking that away from him. I mean, he's a very gifted, gifted basketball mind, but at the same time, I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not a fucking LeBron fan. I'm not like singing his praises. And I know, I understand. Like, yeah. So you're um, you're more on the side. You're looking for a little bit more parity. I don't want to see uh, Warriors uh, Cavs final either. But uh, obviously, I'm a Celtics really fan. But I don't I don't, think the NBA wants that to happen. It doesn't seem like the it. NBA wants that to happen. But I think that I think Maybe that the teams is level. I think the teams is currently constituted. If you saw a Warriors Cavaliers final, then it would be it wouldn't be a long series. I think it'd be probably five six games. Warriors would probably win. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I but I don't necessarily want neither of them in the finals. Do you understand? Does that make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure um, I'm I, sure the I mean, NBA doesn't want neither of them in the finals either. They don't want to be stuck with if we if you reseeded the playoffs, and we'll talk about that in a second. But if you reseeded the playoffs, in theory, you could end up with a Blazers Nuggets final. You know what I mean? Like, and the NBA would shoot themselves in the dick if that happened. Yeah, they're not gonna. They, they can't do that this year. Can they? they can't do it this year. No, it's too late. But no, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I like that. Have you I seen mean, the? Have you seen the? The all right. We'll talk about it right now. Have you seen the? Um, Reseated standings? No. Can All right. Break that down for me. I do. So, because I feel like the matchups are much more interesting than they would be if they weren't reseated, but probably only because they're different. Do you know what I mean? Like, not just because I think yeah. the series would be great, but it would be cool to see. But, like, so it was, so we're going from, we'll go uh, top to bottom, 1 to 16 at the top, 2 to 15 at the bottom. So, uh, the one seed, one seed Warriors versus 16 seed Clippers. Eight seed Pacer or sorry, eight seed Wizards versus nine seed Pacers. Uh, five seed Timberwolves versus twelve seed Nuggets. Four seed Raptors versus thirteen seed Bucks. Six seed Spurs I versus I do too. Six seed, six seed Spurs against the eleven seed Blazers. Uh, three seed Celtics against the fourteen seed Pelicans, which I actually really like as well. And these last three oh, series yeah. I really like: uh, Cavs Thunder seven versus ten, okay. and. Rockets Sixers, which I don't think is a. I mean, is it a total walk for the Rockets? Yeah, I think the Sixers could pull a game out of that, but that would be kind of a walk. But if you move those teams forward one round, you knock some of those guys out. You got some really interesting Warriors Wizards second round. That would be incredible. Warriors Patriots second round would be incredible. So, what is your main argument against uh, against the reseeding? Are you just a, a like an NBA classicist and like you like the the old guard and like how things should be, or uh, what's what's your main beef against reseeding? Just for the playoffs. I guess, yeah, I guess I'm uh, an old school kind of guy. I don't know. I'd like I'd struggle with change. I'm sure a year or two from now, I'd be all for it and say that, you know, oh, this is the best thing that's happened to basketball. But I, right. I just think it just, you know, you got the Eastern Conference, you got the Western Conference, and you have the divisions within them. Like, they've already they've already mixed up the All-Star game, which I thought worked out very well this year. And right. It was actually a competitive game. It came down to a defensive stop to decide the game. Which is something you never see in right. uh, NBA All Star games, especially a teammate but, on yeah, a teammate. Just, yeah, that was also kind of weird. Yeah, I mean that's actually I, that, that's cool. Like you know, you get like a inside look and like what those how those guys play together. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a fantasy like matchup. Like yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to see them muddle with the conferences and the divisions like that because I feel like. What's the point of even having conference or division at that point? I mean, yeah. well, it makes sense to do that for scheduling, I guess, just so it's mm-hmm. more complicated numerically, but or less complicated numerically. But other than that, I mean, once you get in the playoffs, I mean, shouldn't shouldn't the sixteen best teams? I mean, actually, if they're if they're reseeding once they make it within conference, and it's not really the sixteen best teams that make the playoffs, but I feel like, I mean, there's some. There's always some like argument to be had uh, that the 16 best teams or whatever, or the, whoever the whatever number it is in your playoff, those the best teams in the league did not make the playoffs. We've seen uh, issues like that in the NFL, where you know you have a team. I think a few years ago the Eagles went like 11 and five. A few years ago the Patriots went like 11 and five. Didn't make the playoffs because of a division, uh, you know, thing. Oh, the division oh, really? champ has yeah. to win and has to get a playoff spot. So. I don't know. I think there's something to be said for yeah. it in advance, 
but once you get to the playoffs, once you get to the playoffs, I mean, for interesting sake, sure, it makes sense. But, like, you have to roll that back into the regular season, too, I feel like, or in the, div- the division structure or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I – yeah. I was kind of like seeing those flash-in-the-pan teams that, like, have a bad record during the regular – not a bad record, but, like, not, not the a best. great record. Yeah. And – then all of a sudden they just pull it together in the playoffs and go on a little bit of a run. It's always fun to see that well, like, happen. It's like they stick around, stick around, and then make it into the playoffs. Everybody writes them off, and then they, you know, yeah, throw an upset at you. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, fun to see. well, right now you have an eight seed. So let's let's fantasy book a little bit. That's what we call it for wrestling. So we have an eight seed right now, Miami Heat, right? So if you're doing, let's say we're not reseeding, we're just doing this as the playoffs are currently constituted, right? So the eight is the Heat in the East. The eight is the Nuggets in the West. I don't think the Nuggets stay there. I feel like I feel like the Jazz might come up, but um, Jazz are playing great basketball. Yeah, Jazz have Jazz have really turned it around. That's like a fun team to watch. I think um, they're they're kind of they're pulling the like Miami from last year, playing great down the stretch, not so great ahead of yeah. the All Star break, but in the first half of the season. Um, so of those teams, so let's let's take. The 8, the 9, and the 10 from each, right? Heat, Pistons, Hornets. Nuggets, Clippers, mm-hmm. Jazz, right? So if, let's say any of those teams, one of those teams is to get into the playoffs. Who would pose the biggest risk for the one seed, whoever they would face? So it would be the Raptors right now or the Rockets? Shit, I don't know. Probably the, probably the Jazz um, to the Rockets just because of the way they've been playing. Yeah. And they have, all the, they have all the pieces on that team that got – and they did blow up, like they they got rid of uh, that kid's name. I can't remember his name. They sent him to Cleveland. They got Crowder. Crowder's a clubhouse guy. He plays. He got playoff experience. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, unbelievable. I think he's a very underrated basket protector. He can finish around the rim. Good pick and roll guy. Um, and then Ricky Rubio. I mean, he hasn't really been playing that great the past week or two after the break. But he was playing some probably the best basketball I've seen him play in the league. To be honest with you. Wow. Having like thirty point games, just really just looking like a true point guard out there, which he is, and um, that's always inspiring. See, I was I was kind of excited on Derrick Rose's behalf for ending up in Utah. I don't think he's going to sign with them though, because I think playing alongside Rubio, who's a guy who's had multiple knee surgeries, yeah. would be and and kind of recreated himself out there. I thought that'd be really good for Derrick Rose. So as a fan, I was excited to see him. Get traded to Utah, but I don't think he's gonna. I think they bought out his contract. Or yeah, I think he. I don't think he actually wound up on the roster. No, which is too bad, man. I think. Yeah. I think he's all done for, which is unbelievable. Let me ask you this question, right? So, you, like, and I've had this theory for some time, and I may not be the first person to say it, right? So, Derrick Rose, Rookie of the Year, former MVP, but he played. How many games did he play at Memphis? Seventeen games or something like that. Some low amount. Right? Yeah. He's a small guy, okay, for basketball. He's only like 100 and, what, 190, 100, 200 pounds maybe? So he's a little guy, yeah. not super strong, right? So my theory is that these guys that don't play, you know, they come out, these one and dones, they come out and they, you know, they play however many, 35 games. Let's say you win the NCAAs, you're playing about 35 to 37 games if you win the title the year before, then you come out. But you don't have that you know college career you don't have those minutes and like a lot of people get later in in the nba they get like oh he's had so many minutes but like you know you build to some strength 
And that's how, you know, playing minutes, that's how you get stronger. So I feel like a lot of the time, and especially with Derrick Rose, he didn't play enough college minutes, not just experience-wise. He's a phenomenal player, but body-wise. Like, he, he, his body was not accustomed yet to an NBA schedule. Do you feel that, like... To the workload. Yeah. yeah I feel like, you know, um, you need to play 120, 130 games in college to get... And a, a lot of times, seniors don't really pan out. But the, these guys are usually going for their... You know, they're going for the money. So they need to get out, strike while the iron's hot. So a lot of times they don't get that experience. I feel like that kind of leads sometimes to busts, unless you're naturally strong, like LeBron is built like a linebacker, for example. So, uh, but I, I don't know. Do you yeah. have any credence to that, or especially with him, it seems like he seems like the case study for it. Uh, I think with basketball, especially, you don't. There's just like an area that you want to stay in as a player. You don't want to overexert yourself, and you definitely don't want to be not getting enough minutes. He's not going to be conditioned to you know, take on that workload once you get to that level. Right. But uh, with with Rose, man, like, he was such a flash-in-the-pan talent, you know? Like, he came into the league, and he just lit it up right away. And these injuries hit, and then once once that happened, it was just like he didn't know how to alter or recreate his game or slow it down because he only moved at one speed. He was going a 1,000 miles, thousand miles an hour. yeah. Every single time. And just explosive to the basket, like, You'd never see him take lift. He's always popping the ball back and just trying to throw it down as hard as he could. And mm-hmm. you can't, you, you can't, you can't demand that from your body from an extended period of time. You just can't do it. Um, I, I think of him like uh, you remember Tim Lincecum, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, my God, he's the baseball you know? poster story for that. Yes. Yeah, you know, uh, just came into the league, collected all these accolades, had unbelievable numbers, was just so dominant. For, for a period of time, and then his body just broke down. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with just off-season maintenance and just how much you demand of yourself on, on the court, I feel like. like, exactly. he, would, he, would jump, oh, he would jump with anybody. Like, if you were 100 pounds heavier than him, a foot and a half taller than him, he would, he would try to jump over you or, like, take you to the hoop. And he was an exciting player to watch, but, like, your body just, like, at, at his size, and I'm sure he wasn't really taking care of himself as well as he, he really could have. I just, I don't know. Derek Rose always kind of struck me as a guy who didn't really. He was, so he, was an, he was a natural really ability guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not saying that he wasn't a hard worker. I'm not saying that he still isn't a hard worker. But, I mean, most of those guys aren't in there putting in the, the extra reps because they have it, you know? Yeah, I feel you. All right, so that makes me feel like I'm a little less crazy for thinking that that's the case. So, but it might be something just to do with his metal, his makeup as a as a person, not necessarily a basketball player or whatever. But still, I mean, I mean yeah, you've heard all of those crazy stories about him in college and how yeah, he couldn't score an 800 on the SATs and then the whole situation that happened a couple summers ago with that girl. Right, he puts himself in compromising situations. So, I mean, you know. That can be attributed to many things, right? But, uh, he but, was a heck of a basketball player. Well, that means, but that means we all know and love him. That means the focus isn't solely on basketball, you know. Yeah, and exactly. so if it's not, you know, you're going to work that hard towards it. I'm not going to. I'm not also not trying to call Derrick Rose a lazy player, but I mean, I'm not like. Yeah. I, I just when he came out in the draft, and I was like, dude, the guy's only played, you know, less than 20 college games, just like, and. Yeah, I just I never understood it. I never like and you know, I was proven wrong for three, four years, but you know, here come the injuries and whatever. So 
Anyway, all right. So let's get back to uh, let's get back to current day NBA, which <laughs> just unfortunately does not include Derrick Rose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we gotta get, yeah, we gotta get back. All right. So y- you've already said that you don't want to see a Cavs, the Cavs in the finals or Cavs Warriors repeat. Are the Cavs as currently constituted? Are they? You think they're favorites in the East? You think the Celtics can catch them? Is it only Cavs Celtics? So basically, I'm asking you to pick a an East favorite. Right for the one seed. I like I like the Celtics team a lot right now. Okay. I like I've been I've liked them a lot for that through last season. I like all the, I don't know I've liked them my whole life, but yeah, the past obviously. couple seasons have been really exciting, especially last year. Like nobody expected us to win the East. Isaiah Thomas is our point guard. The guy was freaking turning the ball over like a madman. Uh, yeah. 2016-17 season, especially in the fourth quarter, he tried to take over the game, and it was like, what the hell's going on? And then right. last year. He's another guy who had a flash in the pan season. Yeah. Um, dude, feel bad for him. Holy shit, man. Like, uh, I mean, dude, from there right to, like, now. yeah, you're backing up Lonzo Ball? Like, Jesus. No, he's, he's getting minutes. He's getting minutes out there. He's, he's still, a, he's not, but he's um, not, he gets minutes, but he's not the starter. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he was never, like, he was never supposed to be a starting point guard in the NBA. Like, that's just not. Yeah, I know, but two years ago. Or whatever you telling me that in that that today that two years time that you would see yeah yeah he's going to be backing up some you know slightly above average rookie you know no, what I mean like yeah no way point. no way so no it's crazy I mean if you if you told me that yeah this, if you told any Celtics fans this time last year that oh yeah Kyrie Irving's going to be on Celtics next year yeah Isaiah Thomas going to be out in LA post hip surgery it's like, yeah get the fuck out of here no there's way. no way um. um I think oh, that's... I do have a theory, though. I do Go have ahead. a theory. The Celtics never trade Isaiah Thomas. I was talking to uh, my buddy Townie John about this the other day. Yeah. The Celtics. Seems Townie John. <laughs> Hold on, dude. <laughs> Townie John, yeah. Uh, Gotta have him on your show, man. He's great. He um, sounds like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a character. All right. So, if the Celtics never trade for um, Kyrie, that Gordon Hayward injury doesn't happen because that pass wasn't made. Pass wasn't there. Pass never should have been made. I yelled at the TV when that pass was made before the injury occurred. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's supposed to be a backdoor alley-oop. There's two guys in front of the guy cutting to the hoop. How are you going to throw that pass? And then he went down and he got hurt. All I'm saying is Isaiah Thomas doesn't make that play. Okay. Um, so then if you're going to if you're gonna flesh out that theory, uh, then you need to also reconcile that the Celtics are – currently have like the second best record in basketball so like or the third or fourth so can you say that would be the same we don't make that trade and gordon hayward's still on the team because if you don't make that trade is hayward on the team oh yeah he was he was coming here either way oh, he was signed okay fine here i uh, just yeah. looking for a historical reference there i'm just i'm just honestly like i'm happy with the way this team is i'm yeah. happy to hear that my main man gordon didn't rupture any tendons and he's doing better and he's, he's almost made a full recovery I'm just saying that if we hadn't traded for Kyrie Irving, he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Right. It really was an irrelevant. It was an irrelevant thing to say. Um, fair enough. I think that uh, <laughs> I think that a lot. I think that when you watch, um, you know, the so-called experts or whatever, and I guess that includes us now. But uh, when you watch, when you watch, uh, when you watch TV, you watch, you know, your ESPN mostly people, um, non-local coverage, I should say. There's not a lot of um, first of all, in the NBA overall, there's just not in, in years past that I remember. There's not a lot of defense played. This is some of the highest scoring years. Only two teams in the NBA currently 
uh, allow less than 100 points, and the Celtics are one of them. And I don't feel like the Celtics get enough sure. credit for that. Um, the other one's the Spurs, but they're always like that. So, um, But what do you think leads to the, you know, the prevailing theory is, at least in the East, the Cavs are going to come and overtake both the Raptors and the Celtics, despite being, I think it's seven games back right now. Um, and yeah. yeah, they're about seven games back. And uh, they're going to overtake the Celtics and the Raptors. So, what do you think is the prevailing theory? Why aren't why isn't why aren't the Celtics given defensive credit why, where, why, where credits due? Why who's who's who who's 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 standing on a soapbox saying this? People, ESPN. Guys, yeah, ESPN, I mean, that fat guy. I mean, I guess fat that's guy with the, the really large second chin who's like a, a huge Cleveland fan. Yeah. Like, oh, Cleveland's Cleveland's got a new squad. They're coming for everybody. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Because like the Raptors have looked good all season, and they haven't really shown any signs of slowing down entirely. The Celtics—they lose three in a row before the All Star break. I think they're on. They've won the last two. Yeah, coming out, uh, coming back from the break, and they look like a better team. And I'm almost everybody that I listened to. I was interviewed about the three-game skid. Said that they they strayed from that that defensive mindset that Stevens has had right. and that system that he has in place, and they want to get back to that level in the second half. I mean, they're so, at that level. They're. I mean, like I said, they're okay. So no, they're, but they, they're, they, they, they're, they did slip up a little bit, and um, they lost to the Pacers, the team that I'm afraid of in the East. Yeah, but I mean, nobody gives enough credit to. They are two to three points clear defensively, as far as allowed a game. Uh, from the next closest team in the East, and about the same in the West, and then after that in the West, they're you know seven or you know five, six, seven points clear. So the defense is there; they're the best defensive team in the in the East, five points allowed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't think I don't think market, they get enough credit for it. Market smart back the other night. Oh, did they? Great. Which is huge. Uh, is yeah. it huge? Tell me why that's huge. Because I don't really like him. You don't like Marcus Smart? Nah, nah I don't. Well, he's got a great, he's got a great name, <laughs> a great Boston sports name. Yeah, he does. Marcus Smart, flopping <laughs> all over the place. Oh my God, have you, did you see it, brother? He missed five tray balls and then he flopped his opponent. <laughs> yeah, guys love talking about Marcus Smart and how gritty he is. He's like the old guy with the beer belly. He can't shoot, can't dribble, but he can play defense and he can harm you and he can get in your head. Okay, and that's what you need. And he communicates on the defensive end too. Like he, he really quarterbacks that defense, and I think nobody really pays attention to that in this era of you know, you know, dribble, flashy dribble, offense, dribble, shoot, shoot and dunk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not even dunk anymore. Like you see it so much. I played probably more pickup basketball than I should. Yeah. My free time, and all you see now is guys just off the dribble shooting a three, creating space for themselves. And it's not even like create space for yourself and get a higher percentage shot. Create space for yourself, step back, fire up a tray ball. And I think it's market smart is good for this team because he adds a different element to the game. And as a fan, you have to appreciate that because he's won games for them. I mean, like we came back against, uh, was it Houston? Who's the best? They've got the best record in the league right now. They um, do, yeah. Back in November, December, they were down like almost twenty points, and they clawed their way back into the game. And the beauty of Market Smart is you just throw them on. You throw them on the best guy, like the best scorer, and of whoever whoever you're playing, and he'll just he'll just frustrate them. 
Like, I mean, he won't lock – I mean, he'll, he'll play great defense on him, and he'll lock him up and he'll frustrate them. I mean, like, that's that's a really, really important – and I don't even think he's – like, he might – I don't even know if he's the best defender on the team, too, which is which is the beauty of it. Like, Kane and Brown are – I can't believe how great those guys are playing. Yeah, that's but unbelievable. I didn't think, that, I didn't think they'd, they'd be playing at this level so early in their careers. I, I can say the same about uh, your boy, um, Ben Simmons, too. I don't he's, count, I don't count him – I don't count him as a rookie. First of all – all right, first of all, let me uh, clarify for my sports fandom that – I generally do root for both teams in the places that I claim to be from, but I do not root for the Sixers. I actively root against the Sixers for a thousand historical reasons. But I don't count Simmons as a rookie. He was in the game for a year, and then he – I mean, I don't – I just like the whole process shit. Like, I get that, and I understand why it was done, but – What about um, about Joel Embiid? Was he a rookie last year? No. Wasn't he? Did he he log any minutes in his first year? Doesn't matter. He was on an NBA roster. You're not a rookie. Hmm. I'm sorry. Really? What about baseball though? Don't they, isn't there some sort of stipulation in baseball where you can like get called up, you can you get some uh, major league baseball at bats, and then you're technically a rookie the following year? I think there's something. an I think there's an at bat threshold that you have to get to, right? Yeah, but I guess your point is, is like if you're with the club for the whole yeah, the whole season, no, you're, you're still you're still yeah. on the roster, right? I mean, yeah, you're still there. You're still, you're still at the facility every day. You're still yeah. working out with the guys. Dude, you're yeah, you're not, a, you're not a rookie. I get that. Yeah, I've been really – yeah, I think the casual fan doesn't really put that kind of thought into that. Yeah. Because um, so, it's either they're, like, showing up to play or they're, like, non-existent. Like, yeah, I dude, no, you're thing. still on the team. Like, I mean, if you're – let's say that you're uh, an NFL guy. You're in the practice squad for three years. You get called up. You get you get to be rookie of the year? No, you're still – you're in the organization. You're not a free agent. Okay. No one else can sign you. You can't play for anyone else. You can't play at all for whatever reason. So, I don't know. I think more it's... NBA sorcery, man. More NBA it's sorcery. It's weird, dude. It's very weird. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, I think I initially said we had like half an hour, but we'll keep going a little bit. Um, all right, yeah, sure. Let's stay with the Sixers no real quick. Driver. What do you think about uh, Fultz? What do you think about like the weird... Like, he's on some, like, Andrew Luck-level shit right now. This dude can't shoot. He hasn't picked up a basketball in God knows how long. They try to reform his jumper or whatever. What do you think? I mean, what do you think about that? What do you, Like, why would they try to do that? And what did what did they see when he played at... Uh, he, tore, he tore his labrum, I believe, during uh, NBA workout or something like that over the summer. I know he had a really bad shoulder injury, which is why... And his shot really was always kind of funny based off what I saw of him like he didn't really have jumper um based off of, like the film I saw of him in college and high school but I guess he had a major shoulder injury so that's why this whole jump shot thing is happening he can't even lift his, his arm or as of a couple months ago at least he didn't really he didn't really have that range of motion so they're trying to recreate that shot and it's looking weird I think he's just accommodating for like contingent or something I don't really know I haven't really looked into it too much, but okay. yeah, he's got an ugly ass jump shot. <laughs> well, if I mean if we're if we're benching dudes for the year based on ugly jump shots, then we should not know who Derek Fisher is, and we should not know who Lonzo Ball is. Yeah, but I mean they get, they have a release though. I mean based off what I've seen, that is this very slow, like mechanical, like yeah. weird looking thing going on. Not and quick enough to the hoop, hurt. basically, right? Like. 
Yeah, I know the guy was hurt, so I mean, you really can't pass any judgment on the jump shot. But as a guard, you need to have a pull-up jump shot in the yeah. league right now. You yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't not have it can't not have a jump shot so you're saying that so if it was it's purely based on his injury right so like the reforming of the jump shot not that like they they weren't they had no faith in his jump shot coming out of college i mean i don't think i think that was what was in question uh about him as a player was his ability to shoot the ball what the fuck do you take him number one for i like i don't understand that sometimes oh because danny age danny age is a a genius yeah i know but like danny he checks he's like now we're going to trade this pick. We're going to take the guy we want. Yeah, but no one should but be number you know one. If you're que- you're questioning their jump shot, you're questioning their, their their ability to score the basketball, and you're going to take them number one. I mean, it's silly. I understand. I mean, I'm yeah, like, well, that team you're not a fan of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know. Fortunately the, for them, they have two other number one picks that are floating up and down the court for them this season. Yeah. So, well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the kid both gets better and um, – Yeah, I agree. You got, tr- you got to trust the process, I, though, right? Ugh. You, you got to trust the process. Good. You got to trust the process. I mean, and once they took him with the first overall pick, they're like, all right, got to give this guy five or six weeks. He's going to get hurt. He's going to miss his first season because that's what happened to Okafor and B and Simmons, right? Right. So they knew it was coming. They're like, oh, we got another number one pick. Um, wait, did Okafor go first, actually? I got to check on that. Okay. Uh, either way. I want to say he went third, but I'm not now. sure. But it sounds like if they're all, I mean, I feel like, I feel like the Sixers say they're hurt on purpose sometimes. Like they're like, all right, well, you know, it's like a red shirt thing. That's what, you know, if you're listening like PTI, Kornheiser's always like, yeah, they got, he got red shirted. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to play yeah. for a year. They're like, oh, he broke his, oh, he, he has a hangnail. Let's keep him out for a year. You know, you know, it's part of, yeah, but it's part of the so-called that. process or whatever. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird, uh, weird organization. I, I agree. And that's why I don't root I'm for them, you know? Like, I, I was a Sixers fan when I was young, but I don't really care about them anymore. I think that, like, I stopped, you know, when, when Barkley was there, when he was the best player there, and then when Iverson was there and he was the best player there, Iverson had Stackhouse for a little bit, I think, not for too long. He also had Iguodala. Um, but Matumbo. Matumbo on that uh, team that went to the final. Yeah, yeah, but, like, they never – they always just wanted Iverson to do 51% and everyone else to do the remaining 49%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was ne- and that was never going to be successful for an undersized no. shooting guard. It was never going to happen. So like, but they no. kept putting him out there year after year, never helping him. They did the same thing with Barkley. That's why Barkley wound up in Phoenix. They did the same thing with him. And so like, I just never thought that that the Sixers had the the real ultimate goal in mind ever. And they they're starting to get there now, but I'm still not going to sure. like, come yeah, around they, all of a sudden. They, yeah, that's so true. Though. I forgot about. Uh... And then before that, they had well, that, that Dr. J team that won a championship in the in ni- some, 1980. Yes, they had. Oh, didn't the uh, didn't the Phillies win the World Series that year too? Um, 1980. No, hold on no, a second. It was 81. I, I think it was 81. Phillies won What's the year I was. Year? Phillies won the year I was born. That's right. 80. 1981. 81. 83. Yeah. 81. That's right. 
And uh, cool. all right. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to talk about how terrible everyone is in Philadelphia. No, it's cool. No, yeah, I don't want to stack your city. Um, like it's lighting on fire right now. Not yeah. No, I'm sure it's fine. After, after a Super Bowl loss. Why would I do that? Would Wait, do that? did the Eagles win a Super Bowl? I didn't even know that. That's amazing. Good for them. Thanks for thanks for reminding me. Oh my god, what a great what a great thing for the city. And for all of us long standing suffering fans that finally it's about time. Thanks for telling me. I had no idea. Ben Franklin's flying his kite high. You're goddamn right he is. And he got struck by lightning with a Super Bowl victory. Sir. God God. God bless them and the people of Philadelphia. Thank you very much. No, it's nice. It's, it's nice yeah. to hear. It's nice to hear that be said again out loud on this podcast. All right, so let's go. Um, all right, so I had two more questions for you. So let's say that. So, question yeah. number one: the biggest story going into this off season will be where's LeBron going to go? Does he stay? Care, does Six he stay? Five, Hold five, on. Five. No, dude. Okay, listen. Okay. Does he stay or does he go? And I have a follow up for your answer. So go ahead. You have a follow-up for my answer? Yeah, so does he stay in Cleveland or does he go elsewhere? No, he's going to stay in Cleveland. Okay. What does he stand to gain by staying? Um, I mean, hopefully this is the opportunity to bring them another championship and uh, some more quality time with Kevin Love in the beautiful city of Cleveland. Yeah, I'm gonna ignore those last two things. What a uh, why would he? If you don't think that currently they can that they can win the title is currently constituted, then why would he stay? I think it's pretty obvious. I don't think those the pieces around him were seem like a stopgap. They seem like a this year solution, but I don't see that team being great going forward, even with him at the helm. And if they don't win this year, and he leaves, that team is thoroughly fucked. So, what does he stand to lose by staying? I mean, the opportunity to link up with uh, another superstar or like a like a a guy that's like one or two pieces away from winning a championship, uh, cashing in big in another major city. Yeah, I don't think I feel like it's uh, not about money for him now, though, right? Like, I mean, the dude's a bajillionaire, so like, if he wants to chase rings again, but I feel like that kind of devalues his legacy a little bit. Like if he was like, oh, I'm gonna go to the Lakers or I'm gonna go to wherever Clippers, yeah, whoever's close. I hate- there's a rumor he might play for the Rockets. Like I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. LeBron James and Chris Hart and and Chris Paul and James Harden on the same team is the silliest thing I've ever heard. And I can't believe that people are like, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, I don't think that those guys are all ball dominant players. Totally, one hundred percent. And Harden things working out because they're playing off of each other pretty well. They're not, you know. Yeah, they're not biting each other's shots. Playing the same minutes, you know. I, I I think that's working out pretty well, but. Yeah, but not James. I can't. I can't see that being necessarily a good thing. I think it would take a, a long time for them to figure each other out. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Or they all just like play extremely effectively, and I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, let him stay in Cleveland. Let the Celtics beat the snot out of him, and let him ride into the sunset. And, yeah. You know, be an ambassador for the NBA. That's what I want to see happen. I don't think that. World. I don't think he goes elsewhere. Or let's say that he does go elsewhere. I don't think that he goes somewhere, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm elevating an age. You know, his his skill set hasn't necessarily slowed down that much, but I don't think that he no. goes somewhere suddenly and is like, you know what, I'm going to alter my game and alter my bread and butter for the good of the team. I think that he feels that he's above the team. He's the greatest player of our generation, um, of this generation of the NBA, 
Um, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that until it's proven otherwise that he can't duplicate the success that he's built over his you know 15 years in the league now. I don't think that it, it's imperative to him to decide. Oh, all right, well let me just you know take a backseat role or let me just be a role player or let me you know. And then, and also I don't think that if he if that does start to happen he's not going to be in the league for two three years where he's now he's scoring 22 points a game. Now he's scoring 18 points a game. Now he's scoring 16. You know what I mean? He's gone when he's scoring 22 or 18. You know what I mean? He's not going to be sticking around. So I think that, like, mm-hmm. I think that you, you know, if I think that it's best for him to stay. Because I think that it's been proven there that, you know, as, as much as he spurned them, he's will, they're willing to have him back, first of all, even though he totally fucked that team over on national television. And secondly, yeah. I think that it would be easiest there for him to dominate that market because it's small yeah and he makes it larger but it, it he's the only thing that makes it larger so you know if he's gone no one gives a shit about cleveland you know what i'm saying if he goes to la now you're sharing that media market with clayton kershaw alonzo ball and the ball family magic johnson you know there's all these other names there i think that it's it's yeah. important for him to be the dominant name wherever he is and that's not necessarily the case yeah. you have a he has a bigger time share essentially with people elsewhere True, true, true. Yeah, I just, I just don't think he has. He really doesn't have anything to gain by leaving Cleveland. That he'll mm. just burn his light his name on fire again if he leaves that city. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Like you said burned him on national television back in 2011. Yeah, I he did. Remember it was. I said, really? Yeah, I, I, remember I remember where I was. I remember where I was when that conference happened, and I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. And I was really disappointed in myself for watching it. I didn't watch it. I, um, I didn't watch it. So oh, I watched but, uh, I watched it live and it was very heartbreaking for a lot of people. So, but then that uh, but then those people the, those people welcomed him back with open arms and they still, you know what I mean? So that's I mean, if they're willing to get hurt for him now, they they better be ready just in case it happens again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if it does, I think you kind of he's a sellout. You have to call him a sellout. Yeah. If he does, I mean, if he leaves Cleveland again? I mean, yeah, I mean if you to. if you sell out twice. <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Okay. So we still have some time. Five minutes. Two questions. I just say, I did just say two questions, but um, I think I've got almost every question on this list. Uh, the last question. All right. So I'll do the last question on the list, and we'll do one more question after that. Last question on the list. What team should Ray Allen go into the Hall of Fame with? Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good one. Um, you know, actually, there's there's claim for every team. Came out with this. He just came out with a book. Did you hear that? No. And um, he's charging for he's he's speaking at the Wilbur, I think. That I knew. Wait, I did know that. Bit. My former place of employment. Yes, I knew that. He's one of the most boring NBA superstars of all time. Yeah, he's very. He's like and he's charging money. Yeah, to hear him so talk. You can hear him speak. Second place only to Tim Duncan. <sighs> Human anyway, human uh, melatonin. I go Bucks. I go into the Hall of Fame with the Bucks. Really? Just because of the length I of the career? Or? Yeah, and that's the team he started with. Um, I uh, with Miami. Uh, didn't he, he start with, with the Sonics? Bucks are, no, Bucks or Sonics because I feel like he really, he really kind of defined him, like made a name for himself as a uh, when he was in Seattle. Oh yeah, Bucks. No, you're right. Bucks first, then the Sonics. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, one of those two, probably the Sonics. Actually, I, I take that back. Not the Bucks. Probably the probably the Sonics. Okay. Just because 
that's cool. Like nobody's nobody can go into the Hall of Fame Sonic anymore, so you might as well might as well do that. Plus, most of, most of Boston still kind of hates him for some reason. Well, it, I think Boston hates him because he's shown this like weird contempt for Boston and the team that he played on that won him a title. Yeah. That's strange, right? I think it's really weird. I don't understand why that is. There must be something we don't know, but I'm sure we'll eventually know, but we don't know it yet. Yeah, well, if you go to the Wilbur and pay $67, you can hear him speak, and he's taking... I read that. He's like, there's some... Like, uh, taking select questions from the audience. So it's like, okay, right on. Yeah, he yeah. Censor, censor, your, censor everything. Censor your life. As much as I, I love the Wilbur and the good people that own and work at the Wilbur, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. Last, last question. You have one minute. Who wins the NBA title okay. this year? Who loses the NBA title this year? And how many games? Ah, oh, shit. Celtics and six against Clay who? Thompson hurts himself in game in game two. Wow. Clay Thompson goes down. Draymond Green tries to take on the, the secondary scoring role because Kevin Durant has heat cramps and can't play in games <laughs> four and five. Okay. And then the Celtics come back and they spit in Steph Curry's eye and they wow. win at home at the Garden. Okay. Now let's let's. I'll give you thirty Shoot more seconds. Hold on. I'll give you thirty more seconds as the least biased Celtics fan of all time, which you were just the most. What? Who? What? Who? Who wins? Who wins the NBA title this year? And, and in how many games Wait, did it get to? Oh, that was I so biased. You're just, it's the most oh, biased. I love the Celtics too, but... The man's built for heat cramps. Look at him. Okay, all right. All right, Look so let's... Him. All right, hang on a second. All right, so hang on, hang on. He's a muscle-bound freak. Hang on a second. All right, so let me ask that question a different way then. And we have less than a minute. Okay. Celtics don't make it to the finals. Who does in the East? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> in the East? Oh, it's probably... It's got to be the Raptors or... Um... Cleveland as it stands right now. I mean, I mean, I guess so, but I don't trust Cleveland necessarily, yeah, I think, right? I think the Pacers are going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. I think they're going to they're going to give whoever they end up matching up with in the first round some issues. And it, as it stands right now, I believe it would be Cleveland, wouldn't it? Three in the five. Uh, like I th- that? No, it wouldn't, no, they wouldn't because they're in the same division. I, I forget. Right. The whole thing, so. Yeah, it's not getting reseeded this year, so. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you sorry. Yeah. So you're saying you're saying Celtics, but if there was a surprise team, it would be the Pacers. Surprise team would be the Pacers. Um, I don't. Raptors or Cavs. LeBron just takes over. I mean, he's been doing it for ten years now. He just takes over. Yeah. And just wills his team to as far as they can possibly go. Yeah. And nobody can really do anything about it. Yeah. Um, Who's All right, gonna, so you're saying, then you're saying the Cavs. Who's going to stick him? No one. Yeah. No one is. You're saying the Cavs. Yeah, I mean. All right. Yeah. That's fine. All right, brother. Ian Lyons, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank right, you. We'll thank talk you. soon. Let me tell you how not great I am. Oh, you are not that great. And that's that's what oh, we like thank here. You. Thank you. All right, brother. We'll talk All soon. Right, man. Take it easy. You too. NBA uh, guy going from here forward on not that great, and uh, he knows a lot, man. He, it's, dude seemed really 
intelligent about NBA. He didn't seem it. He is. He knows what he's talking about. He's a big basketball fan. And so, you know, I want to, you know, have my friends on who know stuff about, you know, the things I don't necessarily know about and to make me look good. And that's awesome. Um, so yeah, he did a phenomenal job. So, you know, the interview was pretty cool. Right. Right. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know nearly to the level of stuff that he knew about NBA. So, uh, so we'll have him on, uh, you know, after March Madness, uh, there's going to be, you know, the finals coming up. The finals go until I'm pretty sure until uh, late uh, December because the NBA finals take forever for everything all the time. Um, so we'll have him all the way on through late November, uh, not really late November, like through June, July. Um, but in March, uh, and like I said in the interview, uh, during March or in the month of March, no one really cares about the NBA because it's March Madness time. And uh, the past, I think uh, me and my good buddy Raymond Giles, who will probably be on this podcast uh, at some point soon in the future, um, we've done our March Madness thing. It's the first two days of March Madness. We both take days off work and we watch March Madness. We watch the um, all the games, day one and day two. Um, and we've done that for, I believe for almost 10 years at this point. Um, and this year we may not be able to do that. I'm going to try to still, but I've always, uh, been trying to, uh, duplicate something similar for something like this. So, and with that in mind, you guys saw, uh, that I posted the other day that I asked you who are the most fortunate, untalented people in the world. And I was looking for a predominance of names. I got a lot of people to answer with a lot of names. And we're looking for 128 people for this purpose. And it's going to be uh, a bracket style tournament because it's March. Bracket style tournaments are what March is all about. Um, you'll see and hear and, you know, you'll experience over your media listening uh, in the next couple of weeks or months that a lot of people will build some type of tournament because March is about tournaments and blah, blah, blah. So we've built this tournament and I've always thought that let's, okay. I've always thought that Jennifer Lopez is the most fortunate, untalented person in the history of God's green earth. But now I'm going to put it to the test. So the the not that great March tournament that everyone else does. Everyone else does a thing like this. It'll be called the Trump. All right. So and we're going to tell you a couple things about why we're doing this and uh, why certain people are included. So, so for not that great, we're going to do a tournament of who is and the winner will be declared as the most fortunate untalented person on earth and there are people in this tournament that they are fortunate but not untalented they're not fortunate but talented they're whatever there's but this is a very specific group of people and there's a lot of requirements that you know, may get them in, may get them eliminated. So I'll tell you how we're going to do it. I'm not going to tell you everyone that's in it right now because that takes forever. But um, we've started with 128 people, me, Brian Goodwin, 
my buddy Tommy Brogan, one of a couple other people involved as well. I've started with 128 people. They're all in groups of 16. Okay. So I'm going to basically break it down for you how this is going to work. 128 people who are fortunate yet untalented. Salt Bay is one of them. Dr. Oz is another one. Dane Cook is another one. Angelina Jolie is one of these people. Donald Trump would be one, but it would his entrance in this tournament would basically destroy the entire purpose of having it because he would win hands down. So, um, Pitbull, for example. So, anyway, so we've got 128 of these so-called famous folks. They don't have to be famous. They don't have to be at the top of their field. They just have to be fortunate but untalented. Now, what does that mean? It basically means that they have no talent discernible by the public eye, by people like myself who desire to have a tournament of people that are untalented. But um, but they still they keep getting chances. They continue to have a career that is fruitful for them. Tim Tebow, Mark Sanchez for that's a sports that's a sports analogy. Wolf Blitzer, why is he still on CNN? He's terrible. Shia LaBeouf. Not super famous. He's pretty famous, but you know people still care about shit he does for no reason. Apparently, Mark Wahlberg. Sorry, yeah. A lot of these places, a lot of these people are gonna be hot takes. You're gonna have to deal with it. DJ Khaled, Amber Rose, Black China. Has anyone ever heard of these people? All the, a, a couple of Trumps: Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump. So you're gonna hear a lot of these names of people that you are kind of annoyed with at times. You're wondering, why are they famous? Well, we're going to tell you why they're famous. And then we're going to put them up against people that shouldn't necessarily be famous, along with them. Um, so that's going to be our March tournament. It's going to be called the Fortunate But Untalented Trump Cup 2018. So that's what we're doing. We're going to start that, I believe, this Thursday. Um, and the way it's going to work is we have 128 people in eight groups. We're going to narrow all those groups down to four people. So... We're going to talk uh, with me and all of my podcast buddies. We're going, to narrow, we're going to narrow each group down to four. And then we're going to put those four from each group. So we're going to wind up with 32 people. They're all going to wind up into a bracket-style tournament. We're going to get down to four, and then we're going to open it up to you, the listeners, as few or as many of, their, of you as there are. And you will vote as to who is the most fortunate, untalented person uh, out of the 128 that we have uh, discussed. So that's coming up next. After that, after Thursday, uh, we're going to complete my Oscar quest. So I have um, me and two very good friends of mine, uh, Laura Butler and Lauren Doust. We've all decided that we were going to try our best to finish and watch all of the Oscar nominated films. uh, Not just the nine that are nominated for best picture, but also uh, all the ones that are nominated for all the major categories up to and including adapted and uh, original screenplay. So it's adapted original screenplay, director, picture, actor, supporting actor, actress, supporting actress. So all of those, we may not get to all of them, but eh, I mean, we're going to, we're from talking to them, we've made serious progress and we're going to talk to you about them. And we're going to talk to you about them after the Oscars are over. I'll tell you what the picks are for me, and you'll see them on my Instagram uh, at NotThatGreatPod. So 
Um, we'll all have our sets of picks up there, and you'll know. And then after the Oscars on this coming Sunday, actually, uh, we'll have a podcast next Monday. We'll have a discussion about uh, who should have won, who didn't win, who got snubbed, who um, won when they shouldn't have, all that stuff. It's the best part about the Oscars. You, you know, you it's all opinion-based. You discuss why and why not and who and who shouldn't and blah, blah, blah. And that's what I love about the Oscars the most. Um, I've got a pick in mind as to who should be the best picture winner. I think I've, I've, I'm three movies away from seeing all the nine, um, all the nine nominees. I've got one later today. I'm going to go see Call Me By Your Name in about a couple hours or so. Um, and then later this week, I'll see Darkest Hour. And uh, I'm feeling like an asshole now because I can't remember what the last movie is. But I got six down and three to go. Um, so. You know, I'll, I'll be a full expert. That's the whole point of the challenge is to make sure that you, if you're going to pontificate about what you think should happen, you should have a full breadth of all the nominees. And I will by the time we get to next Monday. And so will my two girls. So we'll talk about that next Monday. Um, and then the following week, we're going to do some advancement on the um, Fortunate Untalented bracket. So, um, so anyway, so I'm very excited to get to that. And uh, I think it, in the future we'll move to Thursdays. Right now, we're doing about two podcasts a week. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. We got the Oscars. We got, um, you know, March Madness starting. I'm probably going to do a podcast about that, even though I'm doing a podcast about um, the made up uh, March Madness thing that we're doing. Um, but there's going to be a lot of content coming out in the next couple of weeks. And I love when people listen, I love people give feedback. So uh, that's it for today. And if you want to give feedback, please hit me up at at NotTheGreatPod on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Let me know what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. Let me know what you want me to uh, talk about. And let me know if you want to talk to me on the air. I'm looking for people. I'm looking for content. So if you got something you feel you're an expert on, talk to me. Give me a shout. At NotTheGreatPod on Instagram and at NotTheGreatPod on Twitter. And my name is Camille McMullen. And I'll talk to you later this week. They tell us we're not gonna make it. It's gonna so hard just to make grand. If we don't know what to say, we gon' make it up.